that's enough that's enough seconds i guess right there hello everyone and welcome back to um talking about people technology culture and everything in between uh we have quite the potentially contentious episode for you um no less because we have to explain where we've been um meanwhile mm-hmm. and um we also want to talk to you about something that's quite a topic du jour in the tech community hopefully it is which is the um in my opinion insane report from mckinsey on how oh, one one should oh yes i've already done so on many other podcasts why not my own yeah what did it maybe our pockets aren't quite as deep maybe our pockets are not as deep as all the other podcasts i've said this on yeah i've said it on linkedin i'm happy to say it on 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 high tech on television what seems to be the problem please walk me through this i'm adhd and i can't be no quite problem. Uh, no problem let's just that's off. serious is the, is the louder of a critique of an enterprise in general without it being considered malicious and without it being... I think so, yeah. And we're allowed to pick apart articles and give our opinion on articles regardless where they come from, right? One would hope so. So, yes, I have no... I'm not going to be holding any barrels. Uh, I I know you find it funny because, quite frankly, I've had quite another brush with this particular um, consultant in the past and it didn't turn out great for me or my relationship with Forbes, Mm -hmm. in short. But... um, I don't want to brush with anyone. I wish I didn't have to point this out, but uh, we'll get that in. Let's not brush then, let's crack on. Mm. Should we maybe tell people where the hell we've been? Because we said we have an episode four, we haven't cut. We're going to be talking to other couples. We, we, did. Tell them. we did intend to record past we're out on holiday and to okay. what to Unfortunately, we found that the uh, Wi Fi at the property was literally non existent. 4G stroke 5G black hole uh, worked for a little while and then the phone started overheating in the 40 degree heat. Um, a bit of an echoey room. I don't I want mean, anyone to think we scenery, had one the, phone. The scenery would have been stunning. Maybe we just need we to didn't have that. one phone. We were in full on creator summers mode. We had one, about six devices between all of us. So mm. it has been tried on multiple pieces of technology. I don't. I, you're having this little like developers in the corner thing, but we were going at it social media style and still weren't able to be using any of the devices. When you have no Wi-Fi, you have nothing in life. Social media content creators are more productive than developers. I never, <laughs> never <laughs> contended any such insanity. Thank you very much. That did not seem so at all. Let me see if I have a Tara transition clapping one, cheering from role. Drum roll. There's no point doing that. It is playing. You just can't hear it. So um, so, this is an interesting point, isn't it? What is at play that we can't even see? So what's the topic that we want to sink our teeth in um, quite live? Because quite frankly, let's, let's, let's update people. Let's be honest. This has popped on our radar last week when it came out, right? Everyone... Almost everyone in the tech community has seen it at the same time, right? It's all we've all been kind of flabbergasted looking at this report that looked quite from 1992. And for a while, we kind of dismissed it and we thought, surely no one's going to take this seriously. Um, but then we had quite quickly some voices in technology look at the, the meat of it and it become immediately 
appalled by quite the same things. And I think most of us independently came to the same reaction separately over the last few days, which is that the existence of this piece of writing from McKinsey as an, as an indication that it's okay to be measuring developers under this terminology and with the um, assumptions they have in place regarding what is coding versus non-coding time is an absolute abomination. And one that I would say is can be criminal because, quite frankly, at, in a day and age where mental health is so precarious and we have such crisis at work, throwing things out there that are potentially problematic is scary. We should all be wary, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. especially when you consider who McKinsey's audience are. Right, that's exactly it. Exactly, right? So, But you have to admit, from CEO point of view, if you put your CEO hat on, You've got 2,000 employees, roughly split between, say, sales, marketing, and engineering. I don't want to hear it. If you have, are making any kind of technology as a CEO and you are not a tech person, you should be ashamed of yourself. I, I don't think it's even contentious. If you are a technology company and you are a non-technology-minded CEO, which is my point of contention with a, a piece of writing we're going to yeah, bring and, in yeah, in a second. Yeah, yeah, but which, which company is not making some form of software somewhere in a corner? No, no. Very different from it being your core to do. Yeah. Right. If you consider yourself a technology company, you must have a technology visionary at your helmet. At the very minimum, someone who is a technologist at heart and gets bloody architecture, latest trends, what learning means, how to move people, and how to be an inspiration leader at the same time. You cannot be. We have to start eliminating these allowances. It cannot be okay otherwise. So the head of Budweiser, for instance, doesn't need to know about tech, although they may be producing some tech down the sack somewhere. I didn't say they shouldn't. I said it should be an absolute mandatory requirement for technology companies. But carry on. Let's presume none of these exist. You're just wrong. All right. Okay. So, so again, their assumption and yeah. assertion is that CEOs need to measure what their staff are doing and metrify. Excellent. Very luck. They uh, happen to be talking about this one department where what the hell their staff is doing is super bloody evident. Not like all the other places where they get to be thinking or creating or not quite sure on what their end measurement is. In this particular place, you can tell what their staff are doing. Let me tell you what the disconnect is. The disconnect is not how is my staff doing, because if you're going to measure your developer true value, you only need to measure one thing, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. You can only genuinely measure developer value. And I know I'm saying this potentially live because we're too lazy to edit anything else. Mm-hmm. And you look terrified. Like, what the hell is she going to be saying? Um, that's that's your, your normal, uh, yeah. your yeah. normal yeah. face. That happens general. over EastEnders <laughs> and Coronation Street. Right. So, um, and speaking of which, let's come back to humor in the technology space and in the workplace, because I'm up in arms about everything. I'm not going to let anyone get away with things, including the technology realm. Um, and so I need to bring people to the drawing board and allow some more of the uh, attacks, some more of the ridiculousness around this. Anyways, mm-hmm. back to attacking this particular one. Uh, what were we saying? McKinsey. McKinsey. No, no McKinsey. McKinsey it's yeah. not about McKinsey at all. 
I, so, and I want this to be clear, to, right? Are I, we being as efficient as we can do all the way through the org? Right. It's not even about that. It's about if we are measuring, if our measurement is value, then the only value that, this is what I was saying, that was a contentious sentence I was going to produce, is yeah. in my view, as a non-tech person, mm-hmm. although I believe I'm a technologist at heart, um, and, and I think maybe once Tracy herself, Tracy Barron herself has uh, ordered me that, so I'll, yeah. I'll take that. Um, I'm also, is it a... Uh, AMFR? Mm-hmm. I'm sure Brian would be upset if we got this wrong, but I know I am a, a well agile framework certified, um, very oh. certified person. Anyways, I'll get to that word. Sad MF, I am. I know I'm sad MF, that's for sure. Uh, and I'm sad MF AF as well, because then you get an accredited um, fellowship. I think I am a credit fellow of that. And we can put Sad. the link down. Please, yeah. everyone become that. If you're listening to this and enjoying any of it or agreeing with any of it, go to Brian Finster's uh, Sad MF qualification page and just enroll. Get yourself a T-shirt, get yeah. everyone in the department enrolled. Um, but outside of that, yeah, and, and that alone is fitting into it because when we're really honest, when we're really mm-hmm. cynical, when we're really for real, who are we talking to, right? I think that's kind of what it ends up with. And we, this, this report is, is, is at the very minimum worsening of them versus us set of understanding of the world of technology, which in my view is indefensible in this day and age because the only value that you can measure in software development is customer satisfaction is how much do your people that buy from you love you that is your real measurement and let me tell you how many companies measure that no probably zero but even if they did measure it let, let me just put on devil's advocate hat right We've now got one product out there which is making our customers very, very happy. Me sitting here as a CEO saying, look, if I start whipping these over there, will I get one and a half products? No, because because the people that have gotten far enough to be making these things are not stupid enough to think that you can whip any of them into anything. I wonder if this thing has been growing, clapping, meanwhile, and completely destroyed our conversation. That would be absolutely hilarious. I'd leave it like that. And you think you just got stomped running underneath it? It's not even like it was drum roll or something because like that, the last thing we used by mistake or cheering or it's been cheering in the background. We, you, you guys, if you don't see the video of this, you won't understand that we're attempting to work a little bit of the background of the producer bit of Riverside for no other reason than we're not capable of admitting we're not as good of professionals mm-hmm. as some of the more junior people in our team. Anyhow. Where we are may have left you with very little in the way of audio. We apologize if so. But back to it. Value is how delighted is your paying mm-hmm. end consumer. I don't know what that was. I'm hoping it's nothing bad. That was an email. Okay. That's the only value. Everything else is absolute and complete. Machiavellian measurements that don't mean anything. All right. Right? Yeah. But... That CEO is still thinking those 500 people. Uh, uh, we're going to have to pause, you guys, because believe it or not, we know that. Um, uh, thank you, Dara. 
oh, we'll get him back in just a second. You know what? I can cover this while he's not here. Let me just say to me, by the way, this is one of the advice from, um, I think, the Atlassian. Is it the Atlassian here or someone else who was saying, kind of very basic beginning of, of a pandemic, if someone shows up at the door, don't try to edit it out, just end it in, get it in. Because, yes, I mean, we, we have a male at the door who doesn't every five seconds, right? And our kid had to tell us because they're still on vacation. Who, who doesn't have that? And so the good advice was humanize it, get it in, integrate it. Don't pretend it's not happening. And I think in our case, it's probably the best way to do it because I wouldn't know how to post his side anyhow. So here he is, he's back, he's live, and I've entertained you with how we should humanize. Uh, and that shows just how in. invaluable I am to this team. No, I think <laughs> it shows that we could only acquire a holding pattern and this moved in value, none at all. Right. It would only show how valuable you are to this team if we were able to somehow measure if our listeners enjoy me versus you more. But let me tell you what that would also show us, that we are not a team, that we are two individual contributors, that we are measuring on an in-sale metric. No, because it's not about who enjoys who more. Right. It's about who enjoys the whole, right? Who learns something from the whole, who moves yeah. a bit. It's, I'm, but if we tried harder, rather than do doing one podcast a week, we could do two, says Mr. CEO. And we could just do 50 a week if we wanted to. But who's going to listen to 50? Who's going to listen to 50? Of, I, could, I told you we could do a work TV and we could be on and on. Yeah, but that's what Mr. CEO might be thinking. That we could be doing these all the time, yeah? No, no, no. If we're in an engineering department and all we're doing is churning out podcasts, right? they say products which makes people happier. How can you whip us to do two, po two podcasts a week? How do we know we're doing, we are working? Because he can't whip us. There is no way to whip us, is the truth of it. If we don't feel a burning need to add a third podcast or a fourth or a fifth yeah. in our insane case. You're not taking the analogy. I am. Mm. I, I, you're not taking my response analogy, which is you cannot, Mr. CEO, whip anyone into anything. You have to make them burn for the need of producing more for you. Right. I am okay. taking it. You are giving it, I'm taking it. That's not the, this is starting to sound porn again for no reason, absolutely. Right. Um, but we get to do that. No one gets to do This is exceptional. No, people don't get to do that at the radio, like have slice, slightly flirty banter or right. online because they work with each other. But we have no HR, so you can't complain to anyone. So I just keep flirting I with know. you, telling you I'm going to break your nose. Who knows what else, right? I know. I can, I can complain outside to the great outdoors, but who's listening, really? And I can silently scream into a pillow. Fact. Yes. Fact. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's presume that this intermezzo wouldn't have happened. Let's presume. Right. Back to McKinsey. Right. 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 So, I mean, some of the stuff in here is okay. Common sense. You're not here to just play devil's advocate. That isn't the only thing, right? So give me one example of something that is common sense or of any value in there. Well, okay? no, I mean, even looking at their assertion of Exhibit 2, which is the inner loop of developer time, which, get this, contains build code tests where they want to spend 70% of the developer's time. I can see you sign already. I'm and the outer loop is things you don't particularly want them doing, which is apparently deploying at scale. But we don't want them to do but it. But that's DevOps. No. It should just be done automatically. Someone like else should do it. Some, some, a DevOps manager should do that. No. 
No manager. No, no human should be involved in the play. Are you telling me or, or McKinsey? Because I'm telling Anyone. Mc, I'm, I'm telling you what McKinsey is telling the CEO. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So what you want your people to work on is these three activities. At least 70% of the time, they need to be doing this. The other 30% of the time, they be in, they, they will be engaging in what we should call activities. non-coding yeah. activities. The outer layer are non-coding activities, which are deployment activities. Whatever the fuck they are, we don't want them, Mr. CEO. When you no. catch your people do deployment activities, you get upset. Yeah, because, well, look, first off, you're wasting time. Second off, you've got humans involved. And third off, you're going to be at home to Mr. Cocker. Um, so many conversations into where, where the handover should be between devs and, and ops, right? Let's not go into that now, but just the fact, okay, what else is the non-coding? Yeah, there you go. Hello. Actual recording is higher quality. Yeah. Like he says, it, it informed me all of a sudden that uh, it has stopped uh, recording because I have what they named a hardware limitation. And would I desire to open this from a more perform, better performing computer or their app, which incidentally only works for like a certain type of company? But why would Riverside want me to ditch my Mac? In favor of an inferior system. Inferior. It should be an inferior system. Aren't we all in the media? Anyways, where were we? Right. What were we saying? So we, I don't think we can measure end value. But let's scroll back. What are they saying they're measuring? Inner loop, outer loop. That's where we left it, right? Yeah. Outer loop being non-essential. What else is non-essential? One of them is uh, deployment activities. Any integration. Any integration. Anything to do with writing an API layer? Anything to do? I don't know. I'm asking. Is that what they mean? Uh, I would take that as integrating things together. So even just integrating branches together. So your code with your code and trying to put things into a... Yeah, a, a it's non-coding time. So I'm sorry, but who should be making that? What magical pipe can spit that for you if they don't know what you wanted to put with what? I don't know. Isn't that the whole point? Isn't that when you start... Is, uh, they don't expand on what they mean as integration. What else are they doing that's non-coding? Uh, well, the, the very contentious one. Meetings. Fuck it. They met again, did they? Are they trying to meet with each other or who are they trying to meet with? I don't know. It doesn't say. Just meetings, generally. Just all meetings should Just be... all meetings I... are in the thing... But by default, this is them. correct. If your definition is coding time, typing of code time... Yeah. Anything outside of it, including meeting with yourself in the mirror, yeah. is Do you know what's really time. missing for that inner loop? Mm. The big 90% of that mm. inner loop? Thinking. No. Yes. No. Please even, stop saying that. No, even if the inner loop is what 70% of the developers are doing, of build, code, test, build, code, test, build, code, test. You don't want to be building code test. You don't want to build, code, test. You want to build, code, test, build, code, test. You wanna think, think. No, think, no, I think, think you're getting it wrong. Code. No, 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 no. I think you're getting it wrong. Yeah. And no, no, this is not how it works. Even I know this. If you are a worthwhile developer, you type and you type good quality, top percentile uh, code at all times. And when you test it, you know it works and it's magical. That's how it works. If you sit around and think about it, and you're kind of slow coming up with good code. 
you're probably just not a very efficient developer is what. He's like, are we doing Brian the entire stick now? <laughs> we, yes, are, so yes, we are. I mean, how high is your sarcasm meter being raised on that one? I just, I just presume that this is what McKinsey is attempting to tell CEOs. I'm... Oh, McKinsey's attempting to tell CEOs. Well, no, this yeah, is what they not... are telling CEOs. Okay, yeah, yeah, carry yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not bash, 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 bash. They are wrong. Yeah. Yes. They're, they're wasting exactly. your time. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. The biggest thing they've missed on the inner loop is thinking time. Okay. Let me be devil's advocate myself, right? Right. The um, illusion of full-time occupancy of a resource is a tempting one as a paying acquirer of that resource. Right. Yeah? I've, I've, over my lifetime for my sins, been buying multiple people and paid some people to subsist in their lifetime. It's hard. Mm -hmm. No one will ever go as hard as the top person because they don't have ownership, supposedly. That quickly dissipates as soon as that company grows into, you know, an overscale up stage where that vision might disappear, your your human that will will flood in with it, your tech that will flood in. And when you end up there, we kind of start forgetting and it becomes a them versus us and there's so much inbuilt toxicity that it doesn't matter anymore. But at this yeah. level that I'm talking about, whenever you have direct um, view of your of your ROI or of your, it sounds horrible, but I, I'm talking to the same people. I remember them from the 80s and the 90s. If your ROI is conditional on occupancy of your workers in your mind, then indeed, anyone waltzing, like I said, on a podcast to the fridge to grab another cheese uh, slice, as Mr. Johnson said, is wasting your time. Anyone that thinks is wasting your time, anyone that creates is wasting your time, anyone that's flexible is wasting your time, anyone that's talking to anybody else is wasting your time. Yeah. And most importantly, anyone that isn't continuously typing is wasting your time and it costs yeah. you money. So you want to know what am I getting out of it? Exactly. But here's, here's what I put it to you is we failed these people. And we continue failing them and McKinsey is failing them even worse because mm -hmm. if you are that middle manager that doesn't understand themselves, that that's not true. None of that is true. And when you, you can only utilize people at their best for a certain fraction of time. Yeah, science says yeah. 90 minutes, 120 at a time, whatever it is, I don't care. One day a week, one day a month, 10 minutes a year yeah. but those 10 minutes are so full of brightness and 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 gold yeah. that they will save your enterprise i will very gladly pay for this person for a year would i rather they didn't lie to me for a year that they are busy for the 10 minutes and i would just pay them for the 10 minutes the full 150k of course but we have dropped the value of knowledge and in the software industry it's coming to bite you first you are now incapable of showing, this is a bigger topic, what you is? as the software industry are incapable of showing, you're not paying me for hours of coding, genius. Yep. You are paying me for the incredible thought that goes into this, in my incredible inability of relating to other human beings in a social way that I've had to overcome. You are paying me for getting through life in a in a remote position that you hate and I can hear your organization screeching at me. Yeah. You're paying me for all these things, for my human work and for my intelligence and for my IQ. 
and very little bit for my coding. Yeah. If you're paying me very little, very much and only for my coding, we cannot work together. So I expect the tech industry to have gone, no, it's not like that. I'm doing a lot more around here. You don't get to measure me on how many times I kick those strokes. So I'm hoping that this is the reaction we're seeing from, from the software industry. But so again, well, McKinsey is failing here to two layers, both layers, in my opinion. We are all failing our leadership and our management by having allowed them to have gotten so far from understanding the essence of how we make technology. All of us, anyone who gets mm -hmm. agile, anyone who gets, you know, common sense. When we say them, who are we talking about? When we say them, that we have done what with, which them? What no, them? so the developer community has allowed them to get away from the, the leaders, right. everyone, the CEO, the CXO, the chief HR officer, the CTO, the CIO, whoever is in charge of making the human that smaller and none of this shit, sorry for the French, seeping in. Yeah. Whoever is in charge of never buying a, a, a bloody deck that contains outer layer of non-coding time is all the shit that you should be paying people no. for, buying people a castle for. Uh, and and shaking their hands because we were saying offline earlier what 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 what's happening here what really burns my 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 goat is my goat is not on fire i don't know what's burned my bum i don't know what it is but i'm what gets me on fire here yes, is your goat is a, uh, get my goat um so what gets my goat on fire is <laughs> is your how is my goat is like yeah, I cannot even tell you. My goat is on fire because one, we, we, the industry, ourselves, community, the developers, the DevOps people who get it, culture people, whoever, the, the human work advocates who have failed, have failed management. Let them be in this bubble of, yeah, let's pretend it's all okay and your uh, tailorism works and your departments are just great when we know it's a lie. And in technology, everything is different. And the way we work is completely different. And what we need out of people is completely different. And the people we are putting through this happen to be the people who need most protection from us in the enterprise and who should have been the nicest to because they are fragile sometimes, because they are in need of things sometimes, and just because they don't tell us so, it doesn't mean that they don't need them. And this is the people that finally I'm, I'm most on, on fire go-twice with are being whacked over the head with this ridiculousness. This is yeah. where it becomes irresponsible because people will off themselves when we start checking how many keystrokes they write in code. And we have taken 10 yeah. steps behind in software development as, an, as a discipline in general. If we allow anyone to think that the value of a developer is in how many things they've wrote. I need all of us so to get the themselves. value in Leonardo da Vinci is how many brush strokes he put into creating a manual website. Of course. It's just a question yeah. of how many words. If he done more strokes, it would be more valuable. More valuable. I, I'm telling you, take it from someone with 600 articles, doesn't work like that. It doesn't. Yeah. The value is very much intangible many, many, many times. But as long as I have impact that I know of, and I do, as long as I have a purpose that I know mm -hmm. of, and I do, as long as I'm clear and I have structure and clarity, and as long as I have a team in which I have psychological safety, I can fly fast enough that that doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Why isn't this a common, common sense thing? Where are you versus Aristotle's principles? Because let me tell you, what you're insisting on doing now is not going to clarify any of that. No, 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 no. 
Maybe maybe this is a good point. How do you feel about the fact that Aristotle's principle calls for or has found that high performing teams have dependability? What is the relationship between dependability and uh, we've talked about this multiple yeah. times before, dependability, productivity and performance. I know you have a strong opinion on that. So I'll shut up for a second and breathe. <laughs> Where does Aristotle come into the productivity? How do you feel? What's dependability versus productivity versus performance? What do we want when we say dependability in the Aristotle score and in general in software development? What's dependability? I kind of is it reliability? Is it right? So reliability on different scales of time taken to do points, wherever you decided points are. Quality of code. Uh, and maybe quality is more accurate to the product need. Is it is quality really involved in dependability? Can you not be dependable? No, no. Yeah. I mean, if you're depending upon the team, I think quality has to be a measure of this somewhere. Well, I don't believe so. I think you 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 derive quality from the other attributes in the in the Aristotle. So, for anyone listening to this who doesn't Are know, although quality? let's let's take it a step back for one second. For anyone listening to this who doesn't know, although we don't believe there are many people in that situation, um, there has been a super valuable, massive study in the world of work a few years ago. It has been obviously executed by. Google, who between Google and, and Microsoft really, and Amazon, in my view, they are the, the ones that are carrying big cultural moves. That's maybe a discussion for another episode, since now we are naming names, I'm not holding back. Um, but what Google has done first is try and figure out what makes our people super high performing and what makes our um, both our leaders super high performing. There is an um, equivalent study called Project Oxygen um, that I encourage you to read. Some of those leadership tenants are very common sense. They hold, hold on for today, but nobody cares really. And then there is an equivalent study called Project Aristotle for Teams. And in this one, about 50,000 people have been, if I'm not wrong, uh, interviewed and hundreds of teams. And the data set was massive. And what has been asked was, what is it that makes these teams truly and genuinely high-performing for Google. And again, in this massive set of data, they have tried to go through, is it performance reviews? Is it the way we pay them? Is it the way we require we acquire them? Is it the way we treat them after that? And what they have come up with over and over again are these five attributes that we were quoting just a second before. I don't know if you've noticed them or not. If you have, then we've wasted your time with this long explanation, which are... Uh, all of these teams had in common psychological safety, meaning that they had uh, the ability of being purely authentic and emotionally involved and uh, completely trusting with each other and have no fear of repercussions when they interacted. Um, it's a very off-the-cuff definition of psychological safety. Um, then they had dependability, and that would be an interesting one to discuss. To, in my view, it will come to here, I don't believe that that necessarily involves quality, which is the point of discussion we had earlier. And then lastly, uh, these teams also had in common uh, the fact that they felt a clear sense of structure and clarity, maybe the biggest, I keep saying the biggest pillar. What am I doing? Why am I doing? The biggest pillar of, of today's culture says, do people know at all times why they're doing it? Not even why they're doing it. Do people know at all times what is expected out of them? And is there a clear measurement of how this is going to be seen so that it's going to be fair, it's going to be validating, and it's going to be a valuable? No, not necessarily a clear measurement, a clear understanding of what this value will be shown as, right? right. 
And so maybe this is why we need to uh, get on it. But then the last two are uh, impact and purpose, finally, to finish this, which is, do I feel like I'm making an impact through my work? Do I see this very end result of the end mile of the customer that's satisfied or not, which I contend nobody does? And then lastly, mm -hmm. uh, do I have a purpose? And this why has to be reinforced by, I would say, people who care about the team once a bloody week and not once a, a 10 years when we have a restructure. Anyways, yeah. long story short. No, I think definitely teams should be getting some feedback on the code they've deployed over the past couple of months and its utilisation in the production environment. Right? So and, back uh, to this. Yeah. Quality should be part of dependability or should it be part of the structure and clarity that quality is expected out of code? And, and then, I think we're splitting hairs, really. No, I don't think yeah. so. I think it's very important where you place it because... If you decide that quality is only a an, um, result of the other things put together, psychological safety, impact, purpose, then it isn't part of them. But if it is a, a, a demonstrable part of a learning culture where it becomes part of, of structure and where it becomes part of clarity, then you inbuild it in the expectation of the culture and then you have a much healthier structure and much less human debt to control. So maybe this is a different, different definition than here we are. So maybe in dependability, we're talking quality as code quality, but maybe in the structure and clarity, we're talking quality as it, as in meets the definition of that. No, I don't agree with that either. I think quality should include both and it should include another deontological or ethical component of do I believe this to be done to the best of my abilities? So I think... There's another dimension of, yeah. of code signature or, well, or that, developer. Well, that's one as well, right? And perhaps drives right back to the nub of it. It's done to the best of my... Guess what, y'all? And we didn't actually manage to realize when it died and why it died. It needed full restart. We are now in no more agreeable moods and we'll need to do a part two to this because it ran way too long and we can't even be sure that we know how to patch this very end of it to our existing stuff. So welcome to the shit show that is us trying to do um, podcasting and talking about these things. But before then, Dave had a point he was trying to make earlier, and I think the internet had cut it short. Um, yes. Do you want to leave them with your tech and CTO perspective on this one? No, no, look, I think it's fair to say, so we didn't feel the report. There is some interesting stuff in there. Mainly it's all just BS, right? I mean, there is some headline stuff, the developer velocity index benchmark, sounds hideous. The contribution analysis, it sounds even worse, but most of all, the talent capability score. I know we're, we're going to make everyone out of a hundred on all of their skills. That's sets. lovely. What the, the, the skills have involved? Did you look into it? I wouldn't have had the no, 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 they don't, they don't even break it down. You don't want to go there. Uh, they've got reference to MIT Sloan Management Review, okay, in March 2020, uh, but. There's no link, so I can't actually read that one. Oh, I remember that one. It was something about how to improve business operations from MIT. Indeed, it, it got published in 2020, but it was written in 2018 or so. So practically mm -hmm. something that is just as relevant to today's business world is the Flintstones. Yeah, uh, but I think Kent Beck really just sums this one up, right? If you read through his first uh, 
response to this. And basically, it ties down to perverse uh, incentives. Perverse yes. incentives. Yes. So if you put a system in place, people are going to game the system, right? Very much the Cobra effect. We all know that story? Yeah, I hope we do. But go ahead. Okay. So Cobra effect uh, in India at some point during the late last couple of centuries, whenever, uh, the British government uh, was really concerned about the number of deadly cobras there were inside Delhi. As you might know, right? You know, citizens getting burned, dying from snake bites. It's not good. Unpleasant. So they offered a bounty for each cobra. Every cobra. Every cobra you bring me, I'll give you two rupees or whatever. I don't even know what the value was. Uh, But guess what happened? A lot more cobras showed up in Delhi, let me guess. Well, a lot more cobra farms showed up. <laughs> they discovered you it took one rupee to raise a cobra to adulthood, and two rupees it was then for one. And why did the government of the UK not imagine that this would have happened? It's because humans don't have foresight. Let, yeah. us, let us be clear. Humans don't also have enough self-awareness, to be honest, about what they're going through. And like, just unintended consequences everywhere. But the, the most dramatic unintended consequence that I keep crying about in this episode, will be in the next one and the one after, is having to do with how we're going straight to the life of people. So whether or not... Oh, sorry about that. That was a call. There no, 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 was an incoming call. It was an incoming call. Are you yeah. sure it's not like the BBC or something? We'll have to leave you guys. We have to leave you anyways. Hopefully we can patch this and we'll see you for part two Hopefully of what the something hell... something usable might come out of this, but you know... We don't know. We are not very sure we can even get it up. But if we can, we're not sure we can get it up. Please don't quote us. But if we can, uh, we're going to find a way to... Well, if we don't get it out now, Mm. then the next one may be even funnier because we'll do it tonight after a few tinnies. Yeah, and we might be dead by then. We might have had some some horses' heads not agreeing with our stance. Yeah. Let Let me just tell you about... Nobody gets fired for buying IBM, but they should, they should, which is an article I wrote in Forbes ages ago. Didn't get me fired as compared to the other one. Yeah. Right. Thank you for listening to us. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks very much, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye.